live from San Salvador and Utrecht. This is the Van Willem Schurznado. Hello. Hey, Schurz, welcome back. Thank you. It's been a while. I mean, I'm not physically back, but yeah. I'm the one who's not physically back. I'm still hanging out in El Salvador, checking out what's going on here with the new Bitcoin law. Sounds fun. So yeah, we're doing another episode remote, which always kind of sucks, but let's make the best out of it. Indeed. Sure. Yeah, it should be fun. Sure. Today we're discussing Bolt 12. Yes. I forgot to prepare any kind of pun for that, but yes. Hey, Bolt, Bolt, it, 12. Bolt itself is a pun. They, the Lightning developers fixed that one for us. Yeah, that's true. All right. It stands for our basis of Lightning technology, which is comparable to a BIP as we've discussed in an earlier episode for a Bitcoin improvement protocol. Yeah. But it's also different from a BIP. The pun obviously being Lightning Bolt for those listeners that are particularly dense. And yeah, it stands for Basis of Lightning te Technology. And, and like you mentioned, it's like a BIP, but for Lightning specifically, right? Yeah, and it's, of course, it makes it really hard to Google anything, right? So if you're if you're trying to find out what is a bolt and then you add bolt lightning and you're just not going to find anything related to the protocol. So it's really smart. Right. So and so far there were apparently 11 bolts. Is that right? Yes. So there's basically it, 11 specifications of how lightning, how the lightning protocol works. Yeah, exactly. So that's the, the, that is the distinction between uh, BIPs and bolts, I would say. Bolts are really a specification, so they're a lot more formal in that sense. Um, so usually what they do is somebody proposes a bolt, and then if there's two implementations of different Lightning uh, implementations that support it, then um, then it's, it's ready. Right. So there were 11 so far, and there's now a 12th bolt. Or is it a proposed bolt, or what's the status of this? I think it's proposed because the only implementation is in C Lightning. Right. So it would be official if some other implementation adopts the same thing. I think so. Right. So it's a proposed bolt and it was proposed by Rusty Russell, I think. Yes. He actually gave a presentation about this in uh, September 2019 in Berlin at the uh, Lightning conference there, which was fun. Right, so 11 bolts so far, this could be the 12th bolt, so the lightning specification or the lightning protocol could be upgraded or expanded, extended, and we're going to explain, you're going to explain mostly, it's going to be mostly you, Shorts, this episode, I think. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, and everyone knows that if the two of you, the two of us, sorry, if the two of us do a lightning episode, they are, these are usually the best episodes. No, I think sarcastic. we can do an okay job at explaining this one. Hopefully, we'll hear. All right, let's see how far we get. So, Bolt 12, what is it? Sure, take it away. Well, maybe we want to take one step back and talk about Bolt 11, or more generally, invoices. Right, yes, because Bolt 12 is essentially a new type of invoice or an extension of how invoices work. Is that the right way to put it? Yeah, like a meta invoice, I guess. Right, so light, the Lightning Network, the Lightning Protocol currently uses invoices. So yes, let's first explain what, what, what is a Lightning Invoice. What is this? Yeah, so a Lightning Invoice is just a piece of text, and it has a computer readable, of course. 
And it has a couple of things in that text. Well, one is the node that the uh, transaction needs to be sent to. Mm-hmm. So a node is just a, a public key. Uh, there's usually an amount, like how much Satoshis are you expecting? And the interesting ingredient there is there's a hash of a secret. Um, the hash of the secret. So the, the idea is that when you're actually paying an invoice, you're going to get the actual secret rather than the hash of the secret. And that's how this whole chain of um, uh, HDLCs that we talked about uh, with Joost Jager, that's kind of how they cascade. So those are the three ingredients that are on an invoice. So if, if you're selling me an apple, um, you tell me how many Satoshi you want for the apple, uh, or the hash of the secret, and why, what your note is. And you can add a bunch of other things to the invoice uh, that are not very important for this uh, conversation, like a description and some hints on how to route to you. Right, yeah. So an invoice is just a piece of data that tells you what my node is because all nodes on the Lightning Network have their own identifier, which you mentioned is a public key, plus the amount, plus a hash, which is sort of the magic of how the Lightning Network works. So I communicate this information in an invoice to you, and that's how you know how to pay me. That's the yeah. that's what an that's what an invoice is, right? Exactly. And then my wallet would just pay that invoice by sending a bunch of messages um, and constructing a you know constructing a payment and doing the routing stuff and all that stuff that we talked about earlier. Right. So this sounds perfect to me. Yeah, it is. It's amazing, and you know, Lightning has been working, so it's not so, the end of the world. So, so what's the problem? Well, why fix a couple of why them. fix what isn't broken, Shorts? There's a couple of problems. So let's say you have uh, an Apple in your store and you have this lightning invoice and you decide to make the lightning invoice uh, early on. So you want to put it on a sticker and you put the sticker on the Apple. Uh, The problem is you have to set the amount of Satoshis. And so by the time I go to your shop and pick up the Apple, maybe the exchange rate, you know, doubled. Right. The Apple is too expensive and you have to make a new sticker. So volatility basically is kind of hard to to deal with in this way. Yeah, we're like, it's fine we're if you if you make the invoice real time, but not if you want to make them in advance and, and print them out. Yeah, we're assuming that a lot of people are not using Bitcoin as a unit of account yet, and they're still using some kind of fiat currency as a unit of account, but they want to be paid in Bitcoin. So you want to be paid one dollar in Bitcoin for your Apple, rather than yeah. a fixed amount of satoshis in your Apple for your Apple. And that's hard to do. Thing, and that's hard to do with a static lightning invoice. You'd have yeah, to you ha- thing, you'd have to create the invoice at the moment of sale, and you can't make it in advance. So that's one limitation. Yeah, another one, and there is a workaround for that too, of course. Uh, like none of these are end of the world problems. Uh, the other one is that this hash of the secret that we talked about, you can only use this once. So if you want to have a tattoo on your body with, you know. A lightning invoice, that's not a good idea because the first person who pays it, then there's a chance it's going to leak and it won't. the mechanism won't work anymore. Um, so then you'd have to print a bunch of QR codes on your skin. Or you know, If you use the uh, henna tattoos, I guess you can do that. Um, there's also another workaround for this problem of I, recurring I think, payments. I think the, 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 it's not technically really that it doesn't work. It's just that it's not secure, right? Because the... Yep. Secret needs to be a secret. That's why it's a secret. 
while if you've used it once then this secret has been sort of used on the lightning network and therefore if you create a new invoice with the same hash of a secret then someone else might know the secret and therefore claim funds that they weren't supposed to claim right yeah and so right one so, of the that, so that's why the, oh. so that's why every invoice should only be used once so every secret is only used once so you can't yes. use the same invoice for different apples i can't have in my apple store i can't put the st same sticker with the same price on every apple because once the first person buys an apple the secret is going to be out there and all the other apples i, I i'm running a big risk of having my apples stolen basically that's right right so one solution to that problem that already exists is that instead of making an invoice you only publish your node identifier and then the customer just uh, basically makes uh, enters the amount themselves and sends it to your node so you're kind of leaving that to the customer of course that's annoying too because then how do you do automatic handling of payments because you're expecting a certain amount and what if it goes wrong? You know, if the customer types the wrong amount, uh, that's kind of not ideal, but it's possible. And for donations, it's fine, right? For donations, you can have a, I guess, a, a tattoo with your node identifier on you, and then people can donate you because they it's up to them how much they want to send anyway. So there are solutions to that. Uh, if you Google, for example, key send. Right. So, but anyway, so we've now mentioned two downsides of, sides of the current uh, invoice system. One of them is fiat volatility. The other one is you can't really reuse the same invoice in a secure way. Are there more? I mean, just sort of the uh, the main thing. Yeah. The, these are the two. Well, the other thing is, uh, but it's not really a downside. But you you know, an invoice can only be used to receive money. It can't be used to send money. So you can't do a credit invoice. You can do a... Yeah, give me a concrete example of this. When would you want to create an invoice to send money? Oh, a Bitcoin ATM. So if uh, if I put $10 into a Bitcoin ATM and I wanted to send me that amount in Satoshi's over the Lightning Network, then the way that works right now is that... or Well, there's some other technologies, but what we just described is... You, as the person using the ATM, has to make an invoice for that ATM, and then the ATM will pay you if the invoice is what it wants. And that's not ideal. Ideally, what you want to do is you want to give money to the ATM, like a piece of paper, and then it should show you a QR code, and you scan that, and then it pays you. So it's a credit invoice. Right. That's what you'd like to see. And there are some workarounds for this, so it's not right. the end of the world again. Right, so the current invoice system, it works for what it needs to do. However, it has, we've now mentioned three main limitations. One is you can't create the invoice ahead of time because of the, at least if you're pricing stuff in fiat because of the fiat volatility. The second one is you can't reuse the same invoice because it's not really secure because the secret is exposed after the first time. And the third sort of downside is that you can't create an invoice to send money. Am I saying it right? I think so. Yeah. And, and as far as I know, some or all of these are solved in practice at the, um, not at the protocol layer, but at the application layer with something like um, LNURL. So we can do a whole other podcast going into that. But for now, we're going to talk about a solution at the protocol level, which is called Bolt 12. Bolt 12. All right. 
there we go. So bold 12 is you you mentioned it's like a meta invoice. It's you can yes. consider it like a layer on top of regular invoices that communicates not just invoice data but something on top of that, right? It doesn't even communicate the invoice. So for in the Apple example, it might the the in, um, the bold 12 thing, the sticker that you put in your Apple might say this is an Apple uh, this is the identifier of of the Apple for the store. Maybe has some like you know uh, SKU, some some unique number. And this is the Lightning node. And please go talk to this Lightning node. So then, what the customer app will do is it it scans the QR code. It sees okay, this is an Apple, and I have to talk to this other node. It then calls the other node and says, please give me an invoice for this Apple. And then the node actually gives you an invoice for the Apple right then, which you can pay. Which means, you know, the, the Lightning node um, for the store can calculate the exchange rate, for example, right at the last moment. Um, yeah. And then it's paid as a regular invoice. Right. So Bolt 12 is essentially a specification for a protocol of how to contact, well, how to contact a specific node, which would be the node you want to pay. And then that node now knows how to respond to that request by creating an invoice. Is that right? Almost. So it's not really how to contact the node, because uh, that's sort of known how to do that. Um, but it is, or it might actually, I don't know. But but it is saying you should contact this node because this node is who can t give you the invoice. So with both twelve twelve you get the info on which node to contact. And at that point, a invoice is created. Therefore, we're solving the time problem because the invoice is created at the exact time that you want to make the payment, even though the Bolt 12 meta invoice was stuck on my Apple for a while. And we're fixing the secrets problem because the invoice is created uniquely even though the sticker on, was on my apple for a while but yours right. is there more there is more so one thing you can do now is subscriptions so bolt 12 has a special way to indicate that this is a subscription so it can say please don't ask me just for one invoice but ask me for an invoice every week or every month and it can even say well the invoice should be ten dollars every month rather than say 10 satoshis every month Right. So if you want to have, uh, if if you want to buy an apple from me every month, that's the worst example probably. But if yeah, you that's want, a terrible example. If you want to buy an apple from me every month, we can actually automate that. Yeah. Exactly. I, I guess this does require. So Bolt Twelve can sort of include that information. It can offer to create a, an invoice every month, but there's still a lot of work to be done on the wallet side to actually make this happen in reality. Like Bolt 12 yes. in itself doesn't solve this, right? No, in particular, because if you're talking about sort of an automated payment every month um, in a different exchange rate even, then that, that creates a few uh, problems, right? So for example, if let's say it's automatic, you don't want to think about it too much. But then the server side, the recipient, so say the um, Spotify or whatever, they they create this invoice every month for ten dollars, based on what they think the exchange rate is, and then your wallet 
asks for that invoice once a month. Says, hey, do you have a new invoice for me? And the server says, yeah, here's one. And then the wallet has to say, well, according to me, that, you know, it's $10.01. And so then you have to say, okay, what percentage of disagreement is okay? That sort of stuff would need to be worked out. And what, what does the wallet do if there's not enough balance? Does it nag the user or not? And for mobile wallets, it's, it's even more tedious because mobile applications tend to be off in the background. So they have to wake up at the right time to, to ask for new invoices. So there's definitely work to be done, but at least um, you know specifying what the subscription should be, that can be done at the protocol level. But yes, Bolt Bo 12 enables this. There's still a lot of work to be done behind the screens. But at least now there's a way to sort of start doing that. And there's even more. This is amazing. Sure. This is amazing. Well, we talked about what else this is Bitcoin there? ATM. We talked about the Bitcoin ATM. Yes, that's the problem where... we haven't solved yet. Right. So where I put in $10 and um, now it's solved because the ATM will display a Bolt 12 thing. Offer is the technical term. And it will say, take my money, you know, would you like this this uh, $10 worth of Satoshis? And then my wallet, if it understands this, it will create the invoice and give it to the ATM and then the ATM pays it. So there we have the reverse flow. So my wallet creates an invoice and the ATM sends to it. Right. So yeah, Bolt 12 is a communication layer that allows wallets to basic or nodes lightning nodes to communicate invoices i think that's the very short way to put it right well except that it is not the communication layer so that's i guess what we need to explain next right it, that's it's, that's, it's more that's of a meta, exactly, meta invoice that's exactly where i was getting to short you read my mind perfect exactly <laughs> so if we're creating a new communication layer or new ways for nodes to communicate how does this actually work? Where, where, how's this data sent from one Lightning node to another? Well, it will use uh, an extension of I think Bolt Seven uh, called Onion Messages. So the Lightning Network already uses Onion routing to send uh, payments, as I think we've discussed in earlier episodes what Onion routing is. So, so I send a message to the next node or a payment to the next node, and then. They send it to the node after that, and et cetera, et cetera. And every node only knows where it came from and the next hop. And well, well, to, to be more exact, hop. every node knows from which neighboring node it got it and which next node, but it doesn't know where the message started or what, where the message will end, right? Or what the exactly. message or what the message is, because it's encrypted on every step. Yeah, because as you unwrap every, as you unpeel the onion, basically. There's a new secret and a new secret and a new secret, and only the final destination will know precisely what was in there. And there's some tricks to make it look the same size. So, you, yeah, you can't see how far along in the route you are. Uh, yeah, we talked yeah, about we, that with Joost Jager, with this crazy uh, postal <laughs> analogy that didn't work. Yeah, I remember. So, right now, it's already possible to send messages over the Lightning Network, I think. Is this done by using zero uh, Bitcoin payments or no yeah either zero bitcoin payments or very small payments so what you're basically doing is sending a fake payment or a very small payment and then and that's using using the usual routing mechanisms that we talked about earlier and then next to the payment or even the fake payment there's a message 
which is whatever the message you want to send. So this protocol upgrade actually makes that more elegant. So, uh, so uh, just less to be, resource intensive, especially. So just because those fake payments. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I want to make this clear for myself and for our listeners. Bolt seven. So that's you know we just discuss discuss bolt twelve. There's another bolt, bolt seven. Bolt seven specifies how the messages are currently these. What we just described, how that currently works. Is that correct or no? Yes, exactly. Right, and so the whole onion routing thing. And what we're gonna be discussing now is an extension of Bolt Seven to help Bolt Twelve. That's right. Right. Okay. So we're gonna discuss it and maybe create it, the future in general because it's pretty cool. Is it a proposed change to Bolt Seven, or is it already changed, yep. or what? It's a proposed change to Bolt Seven. Yeah. Okay. So how would Bolt Seven be changed? Yeah. So it really, I think, one way to say is is it decouples the messaging from the payment side. Because so far, when you use this onion routing messaging in Lightning, you're actually trying to make a payment. But uh, now this can be separate. So you can actually send a message to any node on the network that supports this. And even ones that you don't have a payment channel with. So it's much easier to come up with a route. And it'll just forward it. Right. So right the, now, final destination. right. So right now, if you want to send a message over the Lightning Network, you're actually using all the payment routes, which are you know the payment channels. Even though it's a zero Bitcoin payment, you're still using the existing payment channels. And with yes, this and you're really taxing those channels too, right? You're you know you're you're holding coins in reserve and all sorts of complicated things. All right, Bitcoiners, I want to tell you about our newest sponsor. This show is brought to you by Ledin.io. I have been super, super impressed with the guys over at Ledin. I've actually known the co-founders, Adam and Mauricio, for a very long time. I've had the pleasure to watch them build Ledin up from a tiny, tiny startup to now a super impressive institutional grade Bitcoin and crypto lender. Y'all, I'm so impressed with these guys. They are offering some of the best rates out there. I don't think anyone even comes close to touching them. You can get 6.1% APY on your first two Bitcoin that you deposit into Ledin interest accounts. And you can get 8.5% US on USDC deposits. I mean, I know all the competitors. They're not even close. If you're going to put your crypto and your Bitcoin into an interest account, Ledin is by far the best. And on top of that, like I said, these guys are hardcore Bitcoiners and they know the products and the services that Bitcoiners want and appreciate. They came up with B2X. It allows you to put your Bitcoin in, they leverage it up and you can, with one click of the mouse, get twice the exposure to Bitcoin. So if you're super bullish, Ledin has you covered with a super, super easy way to get leverage with B2X. And then on top of that, they know that Bitcoiners care about your reserves. They know that Bitcoiners don't like under-reserved and not full-reserved financial institutions. So they are pushing the frontier in transparency in the digital asset lending space. And they are the first digital asset lender to do a full proof of reserves and proof of attestation through a Mariano LLC, a public accounting firm. So the letting guys, they know what Bitcoin is like. They are legit. I encourage you guys to check them out. Do your own research and go to ledin.io. That is L-E-D-N.io and learn more. Bitcoiners, I want to tell you guys about The Deep Dive. The Deep Dive is a new premium newsletter from the Bitcoin Magazine team in conjunction with my man, BTCization, Dylan LeClaire. Dylan is such a multifaceted 
and wide-ranging analyst. He does everything from on-chain analytics to macro uh, analysis to uh, you know hash rate and all that kind of good stuff. He does it all. He breaks down everything that's happening every single day with his daily dive. He's going to dive into what is happening in the market that day. So that way you don't have to pay attention to Twitter. You don't have to pay attention to anything else. You can just pay attention to the deep dive and he has you covered. And at the end of the week, guess what? You get a weekly recap. And at the end of the month, hey, we have a freaking report, a beautiful PDF breaking down all the activity of that entire month, what it means for Bitcoin, what you can expect moving forward. The Bitcoin market is going to moon. We are here to make sure that we maximize your stack. Go to members.bitcoinmagazine.com to sign up today. And if you use promo code BITS, you can get one month for free. So again, the deep dive, I've been checking it out every day and you should too. Back to the show. Right. And with this ex this proposed extension to Bolt 7, you wouldn't actually use the payment channels anymore. You just send messages to other Lightning nodes on the network. Yeah. And this means that at least for now, um, this would be free as in any node will just relay any message that it's getting. It because, can rate limit it. Because so far there was a fee involved. It was just a regular payment channel fee type of yeah. fee or... So when you make a payment, every hop you have to pay a little bit for. Now, if you have a fake payment, you don't end up actually paying. So, you know, is a problem. But if you're making small payments or zero payments, then you are paying all the routes in between for the service of relaying a message. Right. But and this new, this new uh, extension does not require that. Uh, but the good news is that it is far less resource intensive. Because the node that receives a message and needs to relay it can do that in one go, and then it can forget it ever happened. It doesn't have to track anything. There's no secrets or all that sort of stuff. Right. That's the good news. Is there also bad news? Well, the bad news is, is because it's free, like, you know, it could be DDoSed. So, you know, a node would have to rate limit things like don't send too many messages, you know. And it's not guaranteed to arrive. So when you're sending a message using this Bolt 7 extension, it may arrive. It's like UDP in the network protocol. Right. So if you're currently sending a message over the Lightning Network, you're using the payment channels and you're essentially getting a confirmation that the message actually got to the recipient. While with this new extension, it's not using payment channels and it's just using other nodes and it's uh, doesn't require the same level of resources and that kind of stuff but you're not getting the same level of confirmation you're not as sure that the message received uh, made it to the recipient is that right yeah that's correct however if you want to reply and you probably want to if you if you know if you're asking for an invoice because you want the invoice then in your message should be instructions on how to send a message back so basically, right. you just provide the, another bunch of onions that can be unpeeled on the way back. So the person you're talking to does not have to know where the message is coming from. Yeah, basically, the confirmation that the message ended up with the recipient is the fact that you got an invoice back, right? That's right. Yeah. Right. So does that cover the proposed extension to Bolt 7? I think so. I mean, I'm sure there's all sorts of subtle things that... I don't know, and we haven't covered, but I if think we this got is the essence, if we got the basics, I am happy. Yeah. 
So to reiterate, George, do you want to reiterate? I'm going to reiterate. And then you can correct me if I'm wrong. So, Bolt, Bolt 12. There's a new proposed Bolt 12. It's actually implemented in Seed Lightning already, I think. Yep. Uh, but that it's not... experimental, but yeah. Yeah, but that's the only implementation that has... The, the only Lightning implementation that has actually included it so far, right? It's not available for mobile wallets or anything like that yet. No. Right. And this Bolt 12 is an additional communication, a meta invoice is how you described it previously, that tells Lightning nodes which Lightning node to connect with or to ask for information about an invoice. And this allows for more flexibility on the invoices itself. That's right. Or in the case of the, uh, you know, sending a, um, sending a payment, uh, the Bolt 12 um, meta invoice basically says who to send the invoice to. Right, so in the case of the Bitcoin ATM, uh, the Bolt 12 thing will tell you, okay, this is the uh, ATM node. Please send an invoice to this node and we'll pay it. Yep, and the main problems it solves is it takes care of the the Vs volatility, so you can use you can create meta invoices ahead of the time of the payment. It takes care of the secret, so you can use the same meta invoice for all my apples. And like you said, you can use a meta invoice to determine who is actually paying who. This is all done using a new extension to the Bolt Seven messaging protocol that works on a best effort basis. Is that yeah. it? Did I that just summarize it? I think so. Great. Sure, I think we're done then. We did Awesome. We, we did it. We made another episode. I think so too. Let's hope the recording worked. Thank you for listening to the Fan Weird I'm Shores NATO. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>